the sports stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sports Dance, where fireworks are still going off the day after our Independence Day. That is right, fireworks went off yesterday all across America. Today, fireworks are going across all of the sports world. Not only in soccer, that's right, soccer, because our men and women are completely dominating the sport right now, but also NBA free agency, what's going on with Kawhi, nobody knows, and hot dog eating contest, because... If you can't scarf down at least 15-plus hot dogs on July 4th, are you even American? Like, I'm asking, are you American if you can't at least eat 15 hot dogs? We're going to get into all that and more. We're going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk, like I said, soccer, tennis, where, again, U.S. is just dominating, taking off higher seeds left and right. It's crazy. The U.S. dominates during the week of the 4th every single summer. We all know what it's like. But first, we're going to get into the most important aspect of U.S. sports right now, which is the Women's World Cup. Because if you haven't been following and living under a rock, the U.S. women's national team has been taking names left and right and kicking everybody else out of the tournament, mainly Europe. Like, you could look around, it's just Europe. We have just been taking out Europe left and right. It's what we do. The Germans were lucky they didn't get in our way because it would have been like World War One and Two all over again. It's just how it is when you have a dominant force like the U.S. coming at you. Because guess what? Nobody likes us. Let's just get that straight. Everybody hates us right now. One, we win all the time. And two, we're cocky about it. That's right. We are so cocky about it. We're sipping tea on England. So let's get into it. U.S. women's team was in the semifinals against England to go to the championship round. And what did they do? Well, they won. Plain and simple. Two to one. Another victory over the British. We just, you know, it's like 1776 all over again. And, yeah, I'm just going to be making a lot of America references this whole single podcast because what else am I going to do? You can't just surpass the 4th of July and act like nothing happened yesterday. It's our Independence Day, people. We're going to beat those aliens, send them back, like Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. We're going to do whatever it takes. That's what the soccer team did. So they took down England 2-1. to one, And England had their chances. They had a penalty kick which we saved. They had a goal scored, but they were offsides because they don't know the rules of soccer. It's like, <laughs> soccer, ever heard of it? You call it football? Come on. What, do you think you have some Premier League on this stuff? You do, so you should know the rules. It's offsides. It's plain and simple. Don't get too mad about it. We're just better. So, they won 2-1, USA PKs, but the biggest complaint out of all of it Besides the fact that we beat them, and they think it's unfair, and they think we're cocky, and we think we're better than everybody, which is all correct. Because we're arrogant. I mean, we're American. If we're not arrogant, what are we? Because we're not going to be nice. It's sports. You're either winners or you're losers. And we like to be winners. But the biggest complaint came when Alex Morgan, in the 31st minute of the game, scored a goal and did a classy celebration, I thought, where she looked at the crowd pinky up and took a sip of tea now the funny thing is some Brits took offense to this and by some basically the whole country 
Some tried to pass it off that she was smoking marijuana. <gasps> That's right. Drug references. Which is crazy, because if you've ever seen anybody smoke anything, especially marijuana, most of them don't put their pinky up all nice-like and take a sip back of it. If you've ever seen anybody do that, they're doing it wrong, and you should tell them as a friend. But she took a teacup celebration, you know, because the British, they like their tea. And people thought it was disrespectful, which, who cares? It's the World Cup. Soccer players do all sorts of celebrations. You would have been mad literally about anything she did. She could have pretended she was the Queen of England and you would have all freaked out. Which the Queen of England probably would have actually thought was funny. She probably thought the teacup celebration was funny, even though her team was getting stomped. But the best response probably came from Megan Rapinoe, who wasn't even playing yesterday due to some injury or some sort. Nobody talked about it. It wasn't spoken of. She wasn't being disciplined for anything. But she basically said, celebration, criticism... This is what she had to say. Wah, wah, wah. I don't think anyone truly believes we disrespect opponents. Which is true. It's the World Cup. We're at the World Cup. What do you want us to do? So, everybody that wants to criticize them, who cares? They don't care. It's the World Cup. She made it plain and simple. If your team scores, guess what? They're going to do a celebration. Unless they're losing. This all started because the U.S. stomped Thailand 13 to nothing in the group stages and celebrated after every single goal. It's celebrations, people. They're athletes. They like to celebrate. Look at any single sport. Do you get mad in the, when in the Premier League, Manchester United scores a goal for the fourth time and does a celebration? Probably not. Unless you're in Manchester City or like Liverpool or Arsenal, one of those. I'm just naming off soccer teams to show you that I actually know what I'm talking about. But no. Who cares? It's a celebration. You're only criticizing it because your team is losing to a team you don't like as much because they just have dominated the sport. And they're about to dominate it again on Sunday when they take on the Netherlands. Who, sorry, Netherlands, you're part of Europe. Guess what that means? You're gonna lose. You just Europe just doesn't beat the U.S. women's team in soccer. It's just It's not a thing. We took down the host country. We took down our former owning country. Netherlands, you've never really done anything mean to us, but you're still going to get in the way of a runaway freight train known as the U.S. Women's National Team. And not much you can do about it. Because our women don't just go out and score. They stop penalty kicks, which, come on, when do you see that happening? And they're going to celebrate about it. That's, that's all there is to it. This U.S. Women's National Team is so good that they have Carly Lloyd, who was the most dominant force in 2015, coming off the bench in the final 15 minutes of games because they don't need her help. Just think about how crazy that is. Even better, we are saying, plain and simple, we know we're better than everybody else because not only is our starting lineup better than everybody else's, but our second team lineup is also better than everybody else's. That's how confident this U.S. team is. You can call it arrogant. You can call it whatever you want. But all we know is they're better than everybody. They think they're better than everybody. And that's the type of mindset you have to have going into these championship-type games. Because if you don't, you know what you do? You lose. You can't go in thinking, oh, well, you know, we're just as good as them. They're as good as us. We're all friends here. Let's all get along. No. This is why participation trophies are the worst thing ever for kids' sports. Just because you lost by 30 doesn't mean little Billy gets a trophy. That's how it is. You win, you get a trophy. You lose, you don't get a trophy. 
that's all there is to it. And if you like participation trophies, well, you probably didn't win much as a child. That's this. Facts. So, women's national team, be as arrogant as you want. Do any celebration that you want. I don't really know what you can mock the Netherlands for. Do they like biking? I feel like that's one of them. They're bikers. They like to ice skate. Figure it out. You'll come up with something. You got a few days. But the U.S. Women's National Team, plain and simple, going to win Sunday. They're going to take their second World Cup in a row. And they're going to do it laughing in the rest of the world's faces. Because right now, it's literally the U.S. versus the world. Nobody wants them to win except us. And that's all they're going to do. Win. So besides the women's national team, which I'd basically just praised for eight minutes straight and criticized the rest of the world for not being as good as us, we're going to move over to men's soccer. That is right. You are not getting one soccer talk. You are getting two soccer talks. And some people might be sitting there going, I can't believe you're talking about soccer for this long. It's not as exciting as football, you know, anything like that. But soccer, to me, is awesome. And the men's national team, despite not qualifying for the next World Cup because they decided they weren't going to play a game or two and took time off and just pooped the bed, are in the Gold Cup again, in the Gold Cup final, against Mexico, going for back-to-back Gold Cup championships. And they're doing it pretty well. They beat Jamaica 3-1 last night, or I should say not last night, two nights ago. And they did it convincingly, 3-1. You had the star Christian Pulisic, who is basically the U.S. men's soccer savior. We all know it. He's our future star. He's our Wayne Rooney. He's our Ronaldo and Messi. He's that to U.S. soccer at this point because of how talented he is. Scored two goals. The U.S. won, like I said, 3-1. There was a 90-minute weather delay. Didn't make a difference. Put on a show in Nashville. Show's got to go on. U.S. made sure it did. And they take on Mexico, our arch rivals, in the final on Sunday as well. So not only do you get the Women's World Cup at 11 on Sunday, you get the Men's Gold Cup final, I think, at 3 o'clock on Sunday. So it's a soccer-filled day. So if you are a soccer nut... That is the day for you if you love U.S. soccer. Now the question is, can the U.S. beat their arch rivals, Mexico? Simple answer, yes. Complicated answer, yes. Because guess what? They're going to beat them. Mexico had trouble getting past Haiti. Yep, I just, just wanted you to let that sink in for a second. Haiti, you know, tiny island. It's not even a full island. It's literally half an island split. Like, there's Haiti, and then there's not Haiti. On the same island. It doesn't, like, come on, it's an island. Shouldn't you get the whole island? Apparently not. Not if you're Haiti. So, I don't know what to tell you. But Mexico struggled against them. U.S. is looking pretty good. They're also playing on their home turf, which makes it a lot easier. They don't have to travel as much. I mean, they've gone from, like, Chicago to Nashville. I'm pretty sure Chicago is where the final is also so it's not like they have to travel that far they're on home turf it's basically like sleeping in your own backyard so i mean it's looking pretty good for them they look rejuvenated since getting you know taken out of qualifying for the world cup which is a shame because they're talented enough to be in there and they just didn't get the job done just didn't get the job done wow talk about misspeaking sometimes but 
Maybe this is at least building off to next qualifying for the next World Cup because we got a young core. We got a young team that's ready and hungry, ready to prove themselves, show that, hey, we are talented enough to compete on the world stage and go up against the best teams like our women's team. Because right now, say what you want, the U.S. women's national team is miles ahead of where the U.S. men's national team is. They're winning World Cups. Men's team isn't even making World Cups. So they got to step it up because we have enough talented athletes in this country for the national team to be very competitive. Because even if soccer is our fifth best sport, because let's be honest, we're dominating in football, we're dominating in basketball, we're pretty good at baseball, pretty good at hockey. So I'd put soccer fifth of team sports because tennis, I mean, nobody's beating Nadal, Federer, Djokovic. It's just not happening. But also, maybe it'll happen. I don't know. No, there's no talented U.S. tennis players right now. Not like Andy Roddick. Please come out of retirement. It'd be awesome. Anyway, back to the subject at hand. Men's soccer. It's really all I got. They're going to compete in the Gold Cup. They have a good chance. As long as they come out hungry, competitive, which they've been playing like this whole time through the whole Gold Cup, they have a good chance to win. Is that enough soccer for all of you? It's a pretty good amount of soccer talk. Some of you are probably even just Googling right now who Christian Pulisic is. He's a very talented player. That's all I got for you. All right, so we're going to hit our first break of the episode. We're going to hear from Thrive Fantasy. Remember, if you want a different take on fantasy sports, check out Thrive Fantasy. Daily fantasy sports have taken the world by storm, and Thrive Fantasy has a whole new twist. Make prop picks on only the top players in each game, no more sifting through the 12th man of a basketball roster, then sit back and enjoy the action. 12-Ounce Sports and Thrive Fantasy have now partnered to offer our listeners free house money to play with. Just use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS during your next deposit to receive the bonus. That's Thrive Fantasy and the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. Now go win. All right, now it's time to talk a little bit of NBA free agency. Since last speaking to all of you, a lot has happened. Now I just mean a little, a lot. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both have decided, let's go to New York. Now, I know you already know what I'm about to say. It's not the New York Knicks. It's the Brooklyn Nets that they decide to go to, which is just nuts. If you told me three years ago that Kevin Durant was going to go to the Brooklyn Nets, I probably would have bet my house on it that he wouldn't. Because let's be honest. Ever since the debacle of the Paul Pierce-Kevin Garnett trade that the Nets made years ago where they basically gave away their whole franchise and said, hey, we want these two old guys to help us win. And guess what they did? Didn't help them win. They were just terrible. I mean, Paul Pierce wasn't the Paul Pierce he was for Boston. Kevin Garnett was at the last line of his career. He didn't have much more left in the tank. And for some reason, the Nets thought... Let's get them on our team. Maybe they can do for us what they did for Boston. They didn't. I mean, could you blame them? I mean, they were both like mid-30s. I don't know who was running the Nets that thought that was a good idea. So, after all of that, Kevin Durant, just a few years later, decided, I'm going to go play for them. One of the main reasons is, one, The Warriors training staff, he doesn't trust anymore. Let's just be honest. They said, hey, you can't hurt your calf any more than you did. What happened? He tore his Achilles. 
smart doctors you got over there. I thought like California had good doctors. No? It's just on the East Coast? I guess so. And then Kyrie Irving just said, hey, you know what? I've already destroyed the Cleveland franchise by opting out of there. I went to Boston, told everybody I think the earth is flat. Let me go to Brooklyn where the hipsters will believe me. That's really what it was. He just wanted a place where he felt comfortable expressing his no-nonsensical views about how the earth is flat, nobody's ever landed on the moon, food is actually like poison with the government trying to control your mind. I don't know if you've ever said that one, but it sounds like something he would say. And the funnier thing is, they both think by going to the same team, maybe in Brooklyn the media won't bother them. Well, guess what? It's going to bother them. You're in New York still. It's not like you just decided, hey, I'm not going to the Knicks, so therefore the media won't talk to me. You went to a big market still because you made it a big market. Brooklyn is now considered a landing spot for other free agents because you both went there. And I know Durant won't be on the court at all for the next year, but who cares? He still needs to talk to the media because he like ignored them at all throughout the whole finals in Oakland and Toronto, and it was just, come on. Be a man, step up, you're getting paid almost $200 million to play basketball. And you can't talk to the media? So there's going to be an inter- interesting you know, bond, why the two of them decided to play together. No clue. I mean, I know they're friends, but their games don't really seem to flow with each other. They're both give-me-the-ball type guys. Kyrie's going to have a whole year by himself without Kevin Durant there. Granted, DeAndre Jordan will be joining them. They both are actually taking a little less than the max to make sure he gets his money. That was a weird sound in my voice. I was trying to stop a burp, people. It's what happens when you're podcasting. You just roll with the flow. Anyway, so you have the big three, I guess, of Kevin Durant, Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan. You're only going to see two of the three for the next year. Does this make Brooklyn a playoff team? Probably a seven or eight seed, if we're being honest. I know they were a six seed last year, but... I think their team overall blended together much better last year. No Durant this year. Kyrie has all the pressure on him. Who knows how DeAndre's going to be. If he can hit some free throws, they got a good chance. They should be in the playoffs at least, if we're being honest. But only time will tell. So that was the biggest news coming out of NBA free agency day one. Because people were blindsided by it. What they were more blindsided by, the fact that the New York Knicks, it came out, that they lowballed Kevin Durant because of injury concerns. We get it. He has a torn Achilles. We all know he's going to be out for one year and you're paying him 30 plus million to not do a thing. Guess what? You just signing him automatically boosts ticket sales. That's what it does. It boosts ticket sales for your team, for your franchise. Even if he comes back 80% of the talented player he was, he's still better than 95% of the league. So the fact the Knicks just keep on nixing themselves is incredible. Even more incredible, it came out the other day, that the Knicks not only lowballed Kevin Durant, but they also declined a meeting with Kawhi Leonard. Now think about this. Most likely you weren't going to get the both of them. There were rumors that they were discussing talking about playing together which would have only happened with the Knicks or the Clippers. So most likely, the Knicks. And the Knicks decided, hey, great news for us, let's lowball Kevin Durant and just completely decline a meeting with Kawhi Leonard 
because he wouldn't meet with us until after talking with some other teams. And that was going to affect our free agency of signing 50,000 power forwards. Like, how many power forwards do the Knicks think they need? They signed Bobby Portis. They signed Julius Randle. They signed, I think, Taj, yeah, Taj Gibson. Like, any power forward that was on the market, they grabbed. So either they're making really big moves during the season for teams that are really struggling for a power forward, or they're going to go opposite of what the Warriors do with putting a bunch of shooters out there and just put a bunch of bullies in the key to take on everybody else and just leave the three-point line wide open. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We're going to see where it goes. But really, Knicks, what are you doing? Clearly, they focused more on NHL free agency with James Dolan than he did for NBA free agency. Just come on. So you have those guys going to Brooklyn, as I said. Kawhi Leonard is still taking meetings. Nobody knows what he's going to do. Apparently, everybody's in play. And by everybody, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Raptors. About it. That's, I mean, that's really all. That's all that's been said. And we really can't say much else because Kawhi and his team have not said anything else. Like, it's just, just crazy. And now, besides all that, you have the different smaller moves, such as Andre Iguodala got traded to the Grizzlies because, forgot that little tidbit, the Warriors are technically trading Durant in a sign-and-trade to the Nets for D'Angelo Russell. So to make room on the roster, the Warriors said, Hey, Andre, thanks for everything you did. Finals MVP, three rings, you're going to the Grizzlies. Cool. Just Warriors completely blowing up their championship squad. Really just showing that without Durant, they know they don't have a chance of winning the championship next year. Because honestly, D'Angelo Russell is not helping them get back to a finals. He's just not. Even when Clay comes back, what are you putting out three guards and Draymond? Come on. That's not going to win. You had... So you have that. You have Iggy. Just no more Warriors. Kind of sad, but apparently if he gets bought out, he's probably going to go to the Lakers. So interesting fact there. And especially if Kawhi goes there, you can bet money that a lot of these vets who still have some left in the tank are going to be going to the Lakers. Because if Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers, you know what I really want to see? Middle of the season... Vince Carter get traded to the Lakers just so he has a chance to get a ring. Just so he has a chance to play in the NBA Finals. That's all I want to see. That's all I want. That's all you want. Come on. We all want to see Vince Sanity just throw one dunk in the NBA Finals. It'd be great. Besides that, the other three, four big guys, you could say, for free agency, Kemba Walker went to the Celtics. We all kind of thought that. I think I talked about it on Friday. It was kind of a... Signed, sealed, delivered type news. Everybody knew it. Nothing really major was going to change. Because Michael Jordan, as great of a player as he is, terrible GM. Terrible owner. He lo- Kemba Walker came out saying, I don't need the max, but I'll take a little bit less to help build a better team. The Hornets took that as, let's lowball his max offer by about $40 million and see if he'll take it. He didn't. Now, yes, he makes less money with the Celtics, but he also joins a team in the Celtics who have a lot more talent. They have Gordon Hayward. They have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Like, they have players. 
The Hornets had nothing, and Kemba was trying to help them, and they still end up with nothing. They got Terry Rozier for three years and $58 million. I can tell you right now, Scary Terry is not worth almost $20 million a season. He's just not. No way, no how, not today, not tomorrow, not ever is he worth that much money over these next three years. I'd be amazed if he lives up to that type of money performance. Then you also have the 76ers maybe cementing themselves as the team to beat, especially if Kawhi does head west. Because, granted, they will not be able to take a three-pointer to save their lives, but they're throwing out a starting lineup now of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Tobias Harris, and Josh Richardson, who they acquired when they signed and traded Jimmy Butler to the Miami Heat of all teams. Now, it came out apparently that Butler decided he wanted to go with the Heat after seeing what they did for Dwayne Wade in his retirement. Who knew your retirement ceremony meant more to you, Jimmy Butler, than winning championships or you know anything else of that nature? So, Butler could lose the rest of his life as long as he's personally a great player and the Heat realize that and throw him a huge ceremony like they did for Dwayne Wade. Apparently, he'll be happy. Who knew? That was the key to Jimmy Butler's heart. Certainly not me. Definitely not the Sixers or Bulls or Timberwolves. So we'll see how it is in Miami Beach with Jimmy B. Then besides that, you had, really, those were the big names that happened. You still have a lot of guys like Markeith Morris. You have the Morris brothers in general who just haven't been signed yet. You have all these other free agents. Enos Cantor is going to the Celtics. The saddest news out of all of it was Boban and Tobias's amazing friendship will be split up. He's not re-signing with the Sixers. He, I believe, is going to the Mavs. And that's just, you know, it's sad. That was such a good friendship. It still will be, but it's just going to be different now. So, yeah, NBA free agency has been a blast. You, they live up to the hype. The NBA offseason is the offseason that everybody watches and cares about for three days. It's like weeks of speculation, and then it's three huge days, and then it's all over. Kawhi's actually extending it because nobody knows when his announcement's coming. It could have come out today. It could have been coming out while I make this whole recording for everybody. Who knows? We don't know. We'll find out, and I'll talk about it probably next week. Things that I gotta wait a week to talk to you guys. But that's just life. That's my schedule. That's how I can do it. I'm a stay at home dad. I gotta take care of a kid. I take time out of my life to talk with you. And I love it. It's fantastic. You guys are the best. And 12 on Sports Radio is the best. So, NBA free agency, you're gonna see a lot more trades going down. Probably minor pieces being moved here and there, such as Kyle Corver, I believe, just got traded to the Suns. He'll probably be bought out. He'll probably be looked at by the Lakers. So Lakers are going to get their pieces they need. It'll be interesting, though, to see what they do without Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi does not sign with the Lakers, they have a lot of money to still fill out their roster and make a very good push for an NBA championship this year. But they'll have a better one if Kawhi signs with them. So besides that, speaking of Kawhi, you know what time it is. It's time for really skip so here it is 
really skip. Oh, Skip. What are we going to do with you, Skip? You just make no sense, Skip. Here I am the day after our Independence Day. Still all hopped up because of things you say that just get me just like confused, infuriated, all of it. What did he say this time? Well, plain and simple. Even though there's no chance of Kawhi Leonard probably going to the Clippers, Skip said, if number two lifted the Clippers to a championship, I'd finally be impressed. What? Skip. Really, Skip. Do you not just realize what Kawhi did? He won an entire country, an NBA championship. He didn't just win a section of a country, a championship. He won an entire country, an NBA championship. Think about that, Skip. You're saying if he went to the Clippers and won, you'd be impressed. Well, guess what? He went to Toronto and won. Be impressed. He didn't just go to Toronto and do well. He didn't just go to Toronto and make it to the finals. He won the finals against the biggest dynasty in the past few years in the Warriors. And by past years, I mean the past like 15, 20 years. Since the Lakers of Shaq and Kobe. Think about it. He took down Steph. He took down Oracle. He closed Oracle out. He didn't just go to Oracle. He literally shut the building down. They don't play there anymore. They can't play there anymore. Kawhi shut it down. So he took Toronto. He took a team that could never make it past the eastern side of the playoffs. Took them into the playoffs. Won. Won again. Beat the Greek freak. Made it to the finals. And made it look easy. Dominate it. Boardman gets paid skip. Boardman wins championships skip. You're saying it would take him going to the Clippers to impress you? He went to another franchise and raised them up to championship level. He took Kyle Lowry, who is a good player by all standards. An all-star player in the East by all standards. But a guy who... year after year after year struggled in the playoffs. He took him to an NBA Finals and won. He took the Drake curse. The Drake curse. And broke it. He's king of the North. He could be king of SoCal. He could be king of wherever he wants. But you're saying it would take the Clippers specifically to finally impress you? Really, Skip? Come on, Skip. You know if he went back to the Spurs, you'd be happy as a fat kid with cake. You know it. I know it. You can say all you want, though. I would never want him to come back to the Spurs after everything he did. You would be giddy if he came back to the Spurs. You'd start calling him Kawhi again. 
you'd stop talking about this whole number two stuff. You'd be like, Kawhi, 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 Kawhi. And you would never stop talking about it like you never stop talking about your Sooners or your Cowboys or how LeBron James has a hotel room in your head despite the fact that even when he does nothing, he can go go silent for three months, not say a word during the offseason, and you will still find something to talk about him every single day on your terribly rated show. So don't give me any of this. You'd finally be impressed with Kawhi if you won a championship with the Clippers. You're impressed by him. You know you're impressed by him. You need to get your diaper changed because you're clearly really salty and you clearly have a big old doo-doo in your pants since Kawhi left your spurs. Just get over it. It's, it's One whole season has passed. You're done. He won a championship with you guys. He won it with Duncan. He won it with Ginobili. He won it with Parker. You don't win without him. So let it go. Free yourself of this burden you carry to try every single day to criticize and put him down. Just let it go. Just listen to Frozen, the whole soundtrack, just not even the whole soundtrack, just that song on repeat for a day and just let it go. All right, Skip. Get it together, Skip. I mean, you won't, but just really skip. And that's been this week's Really Skip. last thing we're going to talk about in NBA, and it's just an offhand thing, because Jimmy Buckets, a.k.a. Jimmy Fredette, was with the Warriors Summer League team. You know, everybody, when they saw that, was like, oh no, we got another Splash Brother on our hands. Decided to walk away from the Golden State Warriors Summer League. Said thank you for the opportunity. Basically was over it. It was kind of his reasoning. Who knows if that means he's over playing in the NBA or what it is. Or if he just didn't like the fact that rookies and guys that the Warriors wanted to look at got a lot more minutes than he did. Who knows? So it'll be interesting to see his next move. I just think it's fascinating that a guy like him, who may have actually had a shot to make the Warriors squad this year for the fact that they're going to be thin. They got they lost a lot of guys in free agency. They don't have a lot of flexibility with cap space. He would have probably gotten you know some run on a second team. Possibly, because he's been outstanding in China. Just kind of walked away, so who knows what's happening with him. But that's about it for that. That's it for NBA talk right now. Besides that, let's take a listen to an ad from Twin Spires. You know, sponsors, 12 on Sports Radio. So here it is, Twin Spires. Want to place a bet on horses but don't know where to go? Check out Twin Spires for all your horse betting needs. All you have to do is follow the link at 12 on Sports Radio. It'll take you right to Twin Spires or go there directly yourself. Put on promo code 12OUNSPORTS to get a nice 100% back of what you put in. Have a little extra money to gamble with. Check it out. Twin Spires. All right, time to talk a little MLB baseball because the All-Star game is right around the corner. And, you know, let's take a look at where everything stands right now. We have the Home Run Derby on Monday. That's always at least exciting to me, personally. I think this year is going to be incredible. We'll talk about that in a minute. 
But let's just take a quick look at standings. See what kind of where we're going to be at when we get to the break. So right now you have the Yankees with a comfortable lead in the East, the Twins, and Astros, all at least with a six and a half plus game lead. And you know, pretty good. The Braves are slowly starting to pull away in the National League East. The Brewers and the Central in general is just very tight. And then you have the Dodgers who are just absolutely obliterating the competition in the West, in the National League. Now we're going to stick on the Dodgers because an interesting thing has been going on in L.A. when they've been playing at home. Which is, they have now won five straight games at home, because obviously that makes the only sense it can, with a walk-off win. Now it's a weird fact, we haven't done a weird fact in a while, so, you know, weird fact. Weird fact. Dodgers have won a bunch at home. Like, it's just, they keep tie games, going to the bottom of the ninth, and what do they do? Figure out a way to win. In the bottom of the ninth, extra innings. Cody Bellinger was the guy who did it again for a second night in a row. Hit his first ever walk-off home run, and he has been absolutely killing it this year. I mean, props to him. He's always been talented. He's always been good. But he, this year, it just seems like he's taking it up another level. It's very impressive, which is how well they've been doing. And he, specifically, I mean, right now, he's National League MVP, or at least in the running. Him and Christian Yelich, you know, it's just been fantastic. So, that's really all i got to say about the Dodgers. Like we talked about last week, they're still in a good chance to go, you know, for a World Series. We'll just have to see if they ever get to close it out. But let's talk about the thing that I'm really just going to talk about for baseball. We don't care about Steven Strasburg throwing an immaculate inning, which if for some reason you don't know, an immaculate inning is when a pitcher throws nine straight strikes and gets three strikeouts. Like, just, that's it. It's immaculate inning. It's like a pitcher's dream. Low pitch count, three strikeouts. That, that's awesome. So, Strasburg, not shocking that he got one. Guy, just straight gas when he's actually on the mound. So, the real thing I'm going to talk about in Major League Baseball, and whether you like it or not, Chris Berman is a huge fan of it, just because he gets to go back, 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 back. And if you don't know what that means, it's the home run derby, people. It is fantastic to watch. I always enjoy watching it. Why? Because, I mean, who doesn't love the long ball? And this year, I actually think you have a much better home run derby of candidates than you have in the past. Starting with the fact that you have reigning National League MVP, Christian Yelich, as I said, as the number one seed. He has 31 home runs, but guess who he has to face in round one? The eight seed. The man with the dreads, with a famous father and famous name, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is your number eight seed. That alone is worth flipping to ESPN to watch. Because guess what he was doing the other day? Guess what Vladdy Jr. was doing the other day? Practicing for the home run derby and just mashing everything over the fence. I mean, I might just put money on him now because he was built for home run derbies. If you've watched any of his highlights from his career coming up through the minors, he is built for home run derbies. So that is going to be just one matchup to watch. Then you have the Mets all-star rookie Pete Alonso versus Carlos Santana. You have Josh Bell, who was in a rookie year for the Pirates, who's also been amazing, versus Ronald Acuna Jr. 
Then you have Alex Bregman and Jack Peterson. So a few guys that have been in the home run derby before, some who haven't. Obviously some rookies. you got a good amount of rookies with Josh Bell, Pete Alonso, and Vladdy. So it's going to be fun. I'm going with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as my pick. He is the guy I'm going to go with. He's the young gun. He's got the power. I think he's got the stamina because, let's be honest, you just got to take, like, 50 swings around. That's not much. And he seems like a guy that can do that. He seems like he was just built to be in the batter's box swinging. So we'll see. But for, you know, Major League Baseball in general, outside of the home run derby, do I need to talk about the All-Star game? Do I need to talk about the fact that Chris Sale signed a huge contract for the Red Sox and has looked anything but an ace this year? No, because some of that's going to make me sad, and some of it, just in general, you won't care about. The other only little tidbit I'm going to throw out there, which is kind of impressive, mainly because the craziest box score maybe ever, is the Yankees-Dominican rookie squad scored 38 runs on Wednesday. Now, just think about that number. They won a rookie-level Dominican Summer League game against the Minnesota Twins rookie-level Dominican team. 38-2. to 38-2. to you know how bad of pitching you have to have to let 38 runs be scored on you on any professional level of sports? That's equivalent to a 13-0 U.S. women's team win in the World Cup. That's where you got to put it at. If you lose 38-2, you might just get rid of that whole squad. Minnesota, you just get rid of the whole squad. There, it's an embarrassment. Like, come on. 38-2? to two? Ridiculous. But, I, I mean, I guess it was bound to happen at some point ever in baseball. I mean, after four innings alone, it was 18-2. to two. The Twins squad had six errors at that point. So not only can your pitchers not get outs, your fielders can't make do of out opportunities and they couldn't hit that's just a terrible combination but that's where we're at 38 to 2 i just can't stop saying the number because it's ridiculous 38 to 2 man that is crazy but yeah i guess that's life so besides that, we're going to take one more quick ad break because that's all I got for MLB. We're going to come back. We'll talk about eating hot dogs, Joey Chestnut, everything that went down, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, because that's the way you end a show the day after the 4th of July. You talk about slamming hot dogs into your mouth. Because as I said at the beginning, if you didn't at least eat 15 hot dogs yesterday, can you even call yourself American? We'll be right back. Did you know a recent NBA basketball ticket on 12-Ounce Sports Radio was only $5? That's right. You can buy event tickets on 12-Ounce Sports Radio for extremely low prices. Go to www.12OunceSportsRadio.com and click the event tickets page on the menu and browse. You won't believe how easy and inexpensive it is to attend your next event. So be sure to go to www.12OunceSportsRadio.com and click the event tickets page on our site. 
All right, so for the last portion of the show today, you can't have an Independence Day show without talking about Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. And none other than Joey Jaws Chestnut won again, 12th title. The man can handle more sodium than a salt shaker. I mean, it's just ridiculous. 71 hot dogs. And with me to talk about it on the 4th of July, this isn't done on the 5th. This is done the night of the competition. We have a familiar voice from our intro of the sports dance, none other than fan, family member of the show, Paul, who has some very intense thoughts about hot dog eating contests in general, and he's going to share those with us right now. Well, Greg, thanks for having me on the show. I have a few thoughts about this hot dog eating contest, and number one is why. Why would anyone want to eat 71 hot dogs? Nothing against Nathan's. I'm sure they're delicious, but 71 of them going through my mouth. Where else are they going? I'm not a fan. I mean, I could picture a few other places, Paul. Well, a few fun facts. Do you know what Joey Chestnut's real name is? Jaws. It's just a hunch. No, it's Joey Chestnut, but that doesn't mean anything. I just wanted to talk about the beginning of that show... I thought it was the Kentucky Derby. Everybody had funny hats on. They looked like hot dogs with rows of mustard. And I thought, who in God's name, other than my daughter-in-law's sister, would wear a hat like that? Well, I mean, everybody loves a good wiener hat. Everybody does love a good wiener. However, let's not talk about that. Anyway, so a few fun facts about Joey Chestnut. Do you know that he holds the world's record for eating poutine? I did not know that, no. Well. Last year, he ate 25.5 pounds of poutine faster than anybody else and more than anybody else. And well, that would make sense if he has the record. Yes, yeah. Well, I guess it's usually how records true. work. Now, Greg. I'm no expert on Taking records. this show to another level, do you know what poutine is? I do. It's a Canadian, Canadian delicacy <laughs> with gravy and cheese curds and french fries. Thanks for sharing that. I thought we were going X-rated. Okay. All right. You're welcome. So, do you know what else he's eaten more of than anyone else? Oysters. Um, well, I got a couple of things. Are you ready for this? I am ready. He is Hit me with your list. More I know you hostess, have a list. hostess donuts than anybody. <laughs> donuts? Are those different than donuts? Yes. They're oh, the God. little ones. They're uh, the little ones. You did not realize that. I wonder if they had to open that little bag with the twisty ties. I bet you they just had a pile in front of them. You know, I watched those guys feeding them water and more hot dogs today, and I thought, what worse job about could you have than standing in front of somebody shoving 71 hot dogs down their throat? Because if they don't stay, you've got the worst seat in America. Uh, I can picture one job worse. The guy has to clean up the bathroom after they're done. So they have to keep those hot dogs in for 10 minutes. Yeah, they can't puke. Imagine being that Uber driver. That'd be terrible. <laughs> that would be disgusting. So... If it comes out through the mouth, I get it. You know how long it takes to digest a hot dog? I bet you're about to tell me. Six to eight hours. So he ate 71. Don't pray for the Uber driver. Pray for their poor wives or girlfriends or significant others. Do you know how old he is? I think he's like 35. Yeah, he was born in 1983, and I thought he should know better, but he's a millennial, I guess, so maybe he are we, doesn't. Are we really going to have a millennial talk? Well, you know, you're a millennial too. All right, so you know what else he's eaten? I have some great lists here about what he's eaten. Now we're talking shrimp cocktail. I didn't know we weren't talking That was his last record. 18 pounds, 9.6 ounces of St. Elmo's shrimp cocktail. By the way, do you know how we know we're doing this on the 4th of July? The fireworks. The fireworks. Over the trees. The live fireworks you can hear in the background. So thank God my neighbor's a policeman and he can do this without getting arrested. What a show. Look at it. I see them right through the trees. 
This is beautiful. You know, too bad this is radio because this is really a great show. Our audience has just turned their back on us, and they're all watching the fireworks. It's ridiculous. They don't even care. They don't. All right, back to the shrimp cocktail. <laughs> 18 pounds. Here's, a lot of pounds. Here's something I saw something about sandwiches. Yes. So here's, here's a great fact. He ate 25.5 ice cream sandwiches in six minutes. That doesn't seem like that many. Well, have you ever had brain freeze? I have, and it doesn't seem to affect my brain. <laughs> well, that's, you'd have to have one. I know. I set you up right there for that I, one. Are you, are you the scarecrow? <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right. So we know he eats the Nathan's you hot dogs. You must be the tin man. <laughs> so, you know, somebody came in last today. Do you know who came in last? Probably the skinny guy. That's my point. Nobody knows. He wasted all that time. Do you well, know how Joey Chestnut prepares for this? Probably drinks a lot of water. I feel like you're he taking doesn't. over the show, Paul. He does not. He fasts and drinks milk to stretch his stomach. The upper part of your stomach stretches to receive the food, and then all the gastro juices. We're now getting a biology lesson on the sports. They, this is fascinating so, stuff. So back you should the, come on more often. Back to the six to eight hours. Can't wait to talk about Time MLB 71 hot dogs. He's going to be digesting those hot dogs until he eats more donuts. Just saying. <laughs> Nice recall to the donuts. Yes, I love donuts. That is my now, favorite. Now, here's the real question. The winner only gets $10,000. That's a How? lot of protein. <laughs> oh, Paul. The question is, $10,000, would you be willing to eat 71 hot dogs? Not in 10 minutes, like them, but over a week. I have That's 10 eaten, hot dogs a day. I haven't would eaten you take $10, 71 $10, hot dogs in 57 years. But I'm if like somebody 57? was going to pay you $10,000 to eat basically 10 in hot dogs a, week? a day. Yeah. That's all I'd eat? $10,000 tax-free? Yep. I'd do that. I, I mean, why wouldn't you? But I, I'd have to toast my bun, and it'd have to be gluten-free. Oh, you got nice buns. And by the way, I make a mean hot dog. You I do. was told by a guy that likes dirty water hot dogs that I grill a mean yeah, hot dog. Yeah, what freak likes boiled hot dogs? Well, eh, you know those trucks. That yeah. guy's poor they gotta, father. they got to keep boiling them right? to keep the bacteria level down. I feel bad for that guy's father. Yeah, well. He must be ashamed. Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, he well, is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, breaking news, you are that guy's father. And I'm not that son, don't worry. <laughs> how many pounds of turkey do you think, Jim? Wow, we're back to the food facts, yeah. huh? Why, how many pounds of how turkey? How many food facts do you have? I have a lot. We were here to talk I'm about only, Nathan's hot dogs. I'm only And you have overtaken you, oh, it with I'm poutine is that, and ice cream sandwiches and digestive tracts. Is Nathan... Uh, sponsor it could be in the future we could both show up with wiener hats all right 9.35 pounds of turkey just saying bet you took a long nap that's a big sandwich because you know <laughs> tryptophan that's a thing greg you are too funny i try paul i think i have tryptophan every day because usually i fall asleep by seven <laughs> o'clock and then we wake you up and then you fall asleep and then we wake up you are a grandfather so it is tiring 121 twinkies <laughs> Just straight. You Something are, about you're Twinkies? You're a true professional. There are people over here laughing at you from the grandstands. Listen, thing about Twinkies, they don't digest. They just come out the other end. They use them next year. <laughs> You've been waiting for that one, haven't you? That, that was my punchline. That, that was your punchline? That was my punchline. Do you feel line. better now? I do. I feel you, better. You glad you got that so, out of your listen, system? I just want you. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Out of your system. I see oh, what you did there. So man. I just want to tell you, I prepared for our doing the show. It seems like it. I prepare usually for about five minutes. <laughs> 25 pastrami sandwiches. You like pastrami. Hot pastrami with mustard on a Now, how fast did he eat those? Uh, well, wait, let me just refer back. Ten minutes. How many pastrami sandwiches do you think you get down in ten minutes? You know what really grossed me out? They wet the roll. Well, it goes down easier. 
Well, that adds to the expansion of the stomach and the intestinal tract. Wow, you and really I'm did a thinking, lot of research. Dry, I, I get wet your mouth, but wet the roll. And then they went shoving them in. They Back go, to the guy that came in last. They go two wieners at a time. Do you remember his name? No, we just went nobody over Nobody does, and nobody will. And that poor bugger shoved 31 hot dogs in his face. Well, that's the interesting thing. We're going to get back to the competition now because, okay. you know, I'm going to get you back focused. Okay, I'm sorry. I We did promise. Joey Chestnut ate 71 hot dogs. Do you know what second Blaze ate? 37, I think? 50. 50. Okay. So he could have stopped with three minutes left and won. He could have, and did, by the way. But you know what? He didn't. Do you know why? Because he wanted to beat his record. Because he's a champion. No, he isn't. He didn't beat his record. And he's American. He's okay. And we don't give up. He's okay. By the way, did you, oh, ah. By the way, did you notice? My host has ADD. And by host, I mean my co-host, and by co-host, I mean my guest. (laughs) (laughs) So, ADD. So, anyway, I just want to tell you. I watched these guys eating. Thank and, God it's not another food. And fast. many of them had their eyes closed. Yeah. You got to focus on your mouth and your throat opening. You can't do that staring at the girl in the cute wiener hat. Uh, you know what? If you looked at it and said, are the wieners that big? Are they really that big that I'm eating and putting in my mouth? I Nobody could put a wiener that big in their mouth. I no. Just... There's only a few people, and they're, I think, living in Hollywood. Okay. Should we go to one more fun fact? Why not? Well, I and then we'll wrap this up nicely in a bow. How about four point three apple pies in ten minutes? That's the last one you really want to go with. Well, apple pie is American, and it's the Fourth of July. Look at you being patriotic and getting eaten by mosquitoes out here in this. Well, what's more American than just sitting outside, getting bugs all over you in your ears? Talking about apple pie. That's how we do it. All right, so All right, are we that, good? that's I have to end with apple pie because Fourth of July. Apple it's as wholesome pie. as apple pie. We're watching the Red Sox. It's as American as apple pie. Play Toronto and you yeah. Know, talk about who's it. not rooting for the American team. Talk about a crappy way to celebrate your Independence Day. I know, and they're losing. Yeah, does it go to Canada? Oh, they're America's head. Canada. Okay, wait, no. I'm sorry. I, I Only one of us gets to sing on this podcast, and I already did it during Christmas. You sang at Christmas. I did. Is that why you have such bad ratings? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to edit that part out. That was just rude. I'm sorry. We're going to wrap, we're gonna wrap no, up the wait, show I, now. I, I we're really gonna think wrap you up the show well. now. We're going to, you know, we're going to wrap it up because that was just rude. Oh, well, I don't like when you sing naked Christmas carols in my shower. <laughs> Where else would I sing them? In the, in the living room? <laughs> thank you for sh- singing the shower. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, for, thank you for doing it in your own privacy. I could be in your bedroom. So, listen, all kidding aside. The contestants. What a dramatic pause that was! Are really giving the media some some heat because they're not calling this a competition and they're really downplaying it. And the guy trains. He gets paid ten thousand dollars. It's pretty good. One day's work. A lot of advertising. Yep. A lot of sponsorships. It's a lot of ESP- big. A lot of big wiener hats. It's on ESPN too. And it kind of it kind of looked ESPN. like the beginning of the Kentucky Derby. I, I thought that's what we were watching, but I forgot they already ran that, and you know the funny hat thing. So why isn't it a competition? No, it somebody is a competition. Wins. There's a championship belt. I wish somebody ate seventy hot dogs, and they I had mean, to weigh like the crumbs, and it was like down to the wire, I, photo I, finish. You were hoping somebody was just that close. Yeah. Well, there used to be guys that close, but they just stopped. They don't. They can't compete with him anymore. He's just too good. I wonder how long he'll do it for. I gotta at least assume until it's fo- into the 40s, or until his heart gives out. One of the two. 
So he is the Tom Brady of Nathan's Hot Dogs. You just were waiting for that. I have been waiting all day. All right. On that note, thank you. Thank for you for your hot dog me. information. Thank you for this we're beautiful gonna, studio. We're going to wrap up the show now. Okay. So again, for all of you listening, you can find me at the Sports Dance underscore on Twitter, the Sports Dance on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for checking me out on 12 Out Sports Radio. And thank you, 12 on Sports Radio, for having me. Have a great Independence Day weekend. Enjoy your time off. Enjoy your time with your family. America. That's all I got to say. That's it. We're done. Paul, anything to include about America? Thanks for having me on the sports dance. That wasn't about America at all. (laughs) All right. God bless America. God bless the USA. And if you're not religious, it's fine. Just America. America. There you go. Catch everybody next week. The sports dance.